0: The George Floyd trial ends with Derek Chauvin being convicted on all counts, but with the reactions of the results, we can see that nothing is going to change, and this is probably never going to end. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene, welcome back to Dumbasses Taking Politics. I absolutely hate episodes like this because there are so many audio clips, and it takes me almost a full day just to get the audio going down. So the verdict is in. Derek Chauvin, who's accused of uh, killing George Floyd, the jury took only 10 hours, had no questions. Uh, Oh, After a three-week trial, I thought it was about a month, but after a three-week trial, it seemed like they pretty much knew what they wanted. Listen
1: up. Listen to it. Members of the jury, I will now read the verdicts as they will appear in the permanent records of the 4th Judicial District. State of Minnesota, County of Hennepin, District Court, 4th Judicial District, State of Minnesota Plaintiff versus Derek Michael Chauvin, Defendant. Verdict, Count 1, Court File Number 27, CR2012646. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to Count 1, unintentional second degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this twentieth day of April, 2021, at 1:44 p.m. Signed, juror four-person, juror number nineteen. Same caption, verdict count two. We, the jury in the above entitled matter as to count two, third degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this twentieth day of April, 2021, at 1:45 p.m. Signed by jury four-person, juror number nineteen. Same caption, verdict count three. We the jury in the above entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk. Find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April 2021 at one forty-five p.m. Jury four person 019.
0: There are major questions about this trial uh, that I'm just not getting here. I I saw him getting manslaughter. I thought, okay, he can get manslaughter. I never would have thought he would have been convicted of either second or third degree murder. And the third degree murder doesn't really apply. It's called, um, third degree murder basically is depraved heart murder. So it basically means if a guy shoots a gun into a crowd, he's not particularly aiming at somebody, but he did. And he ended up killing someone. That doesn't even apply. As a matter of fact, it was initially thrown out as a verdict. And second degree murder means he actually had some intent to kill him. And I don't think he even, I don't think he had any intent to kill him. I mean, you've got 20 minutes of video showing that he was working with the guy. As a matter of fact, the only reason he was on the ground was because George Floyd asked to be taken out of the police car and put on the ground, and you can hear that. And it only took them 10 hours after a trial with all of that evidence? Only 10 hours? And they didn't have one question? They had four or five, they had, oh no, they had nine or 10 expert witnesses. You mean all that witness testimony, no questions? They couldn't even go through the video evidence in the time that they actually sat and uh, uh, deliberated. These guys already had an answer. They already knew what they were going to do. And the jury, in order to convict this guy, they had to ignore a bunch of things. They had to ignore that George Floyd had fentanyl and meth in his system. They had to ignore that the fentanyl in his system was three times the fatal dosage. They had the To ignore the fact that George Floyd overdosed on drugs two months prior, they had to ignore George Floyd's enlarged heart, Floyd's constricted arteries. One artery was constricted to 75% and the other was constricted 90%. They had to ignore Floyd's hypertension. They had to ignore Floyd's criminal history. Floyd had been in prison nine times. They had to ignore all of the videos, all 30 minutes of those videos. They had to they, they had to ignore the fact that, there, that Derek Chauvin was not actually on the neck of George Floyd, that he had actually moved around. They had to ignore the fact that George Floyd was moving his head and speaking, showing that he wasn't constricted. They had to ignore the medical examiner and the autopsy that said there was no damage to George Floyd's neck. There was no damage to his and no damage to his arteries in his neck which would have needed to be held down in order to actually um, uh, create what's called an oxygen-deprived asphyxia. They had to ignore the assault that George Floyd committed while in the police car, kicking the police officers. They had to ignore all of the resisting ar- arrest he did from the beginning of his confrontation with the police. They, This is what I think. I think the jury just was afraid. They were afraid of the consequences of voting not guilty. These people lived in Minneapolis, which is going to be a problem for uh, this case later on in appeals. There was absolutely no way they could come up with convicting them on all three counts in just 10 hours. The fact that the media had a description of all the jurors and was telling, was telling, I mean... (laughs) Oh, I, I guarantee you, if they had uh, voted not guilty, they would have been doxed. And if they were doxed, you would have known you would have had Black Lives Matter and Antifa in front of their houses. Um, it's cowardly, but I can kind of understand it. I mean, city of Minneapolis looks like a bomb went off in it right now. It's, it's just a disaster over there. The crime has gone straight up. You can't depend on the police to show up. Which we'll talk about a little bit later today. Well, this is going to obviously lead to appeals, and there was plenty done wrong in this case. I don't see how an appeals court doesn't overturn some of this. Uh, this could actually lead to a mistrial, and uh, he may, um, Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, might be out of prison. Um, some of the things that were messed up. This should have been a change of venue right off the bat. Anywhere else in Minnesota, this should have this venue should have been changed. The jury should have been sequestered. They had way too much access to the outside world, and I think it is absolutely crazy to believe they did not hear news. They did not hear what was going on out there. Um, they did not actually see it in front of the courthouse. Um, there was a lot of non-probative prejudicial witnesses for the prosecution the first like six or seven witnesses all they did was say how they felt they had nothing of value a lot of those witnesses were objected to by the defense because they're just prejudicial they have absolutely nothing to do with the case the comments by joe biden and and um, uh, maxine waters before the verdict are huge you got Maxine Waters saying they're going to get more confrontational, which, by the way, they're not planning anything with her. And Joe Biden saying he hopes the jury comes up with the right, right verdict. I find it funny that Joe Biden says that and then five hours later, he's convicted. Third degree murder. This probably shouldn't have even been one of the counts because it's not third. De- There's no third degree murder here. And second degree murder sure seems like this is an over overkill. Derek Chauvin is looking between because he's never been convicted before. He's looking at between 30 and 60 years in prison. Does this sound like something? Does this sound like something that he deserves 60 years in prison? because a guy with a heart condition and on 3 times the fatal dose of fentanyl died one of the one of the doctors even said well yeah if he had died at home it probably would have been the fentanyl so i'm not sure i'm going to buy it and i'm a, but i'm a cynical i'm a i am think it will be overturned but i'm a cynical guy <coughs> i think it'll be overturned and declared a mistrial and he will need to be retried, and I think the Democrats will love it. I'm being cynical here, not because this was a miscarriage of justice, because then the Democrats can point to uh, the system and say, "See, we told you it's a racist system. They're letting out a racist cop, and who killed a, a cop, white cop who killed a black man? Because we got a racist system. Um, we'll see what's going to happen. I." I I think the appeals case is quite strong and I got a feeling we're not hearing the end to it, end of this. I I think we're going to hear more. It's possible the Pell Pell Court will actually ignore it um, and say, no, it's, it's, and he ends up serving his 30 years or it won't be 30 years, but he'll end up serving his time or he'll get concurrent time which means that all the all the crime is bundled together and instead of serving 3 uh, 12 and a half 12 and a half and 4 years he'll serve 12 and a half years it's it's possible we'll see but i don't i don't know i'm i'm not real i'm very cynical when it comes to this whole trial because i think this guy was convicted because of politics this was not a conviction for justice as far as I'm concerned. Well, the reaction is really something uh, from everybody. Um, I think George Floyd's girlfriend really hit it. Um, A lot of politicians basically repeated what she said. I think it is completely immoral. But listen to what George Floyd's girlfriend said after the verdict.
2: I loved him with all my heart. And I'd do anything to have him standing next to me. Yes, but I know, I know he gave his life so this could happen. And I know that he gave his life so that other people's cases can get reopened, we can re-examine the cases that were closed, we can get justice for people that deserve
0: Now this is going to be, this is going to be a theme throughout. George Floyd has been made into a martyr. And, and this is it. I mean, he's, they're all wearing his T-shirt and stuff like that. They're all there protesting. They're all cheering. Well, this broad's an idiot too. And she's, she's got a drug problem too. So we, we, we got to remember where this is coming from. And I'm not exactly sure how this trial has anything to do with reopening cases and getting people out of prison. That makes absolutely no sense. But that's the goal of BLM. That's what BLM wants to do. They want to decriminalize crime. BLM and Antifa continued to protest. They will not be satisfied with this. Here's a little compilation of some of uh, what they were saying. There is some language here. So uh, if you got a little kid, you may want to scoot them out of the room. I'm not that good at editing this stuff.
2: Yes, we can defund the police. And maybe one day we will abolish the police. But we ain't going to do shit unless we have control over them. That is the number one thing right now. We're not going to let these pigs in these buildings have any more control over our own lives today. That shit ends today. We need to go way beyond voting at this point. That's right. We need to be coming out here every single day if that's what it takes until we get justice for the people that they murdered a week ago they've already forgotten about. Yeah. The only reason, once again, that we got this conviction is because we showed up. And if we don't keep showing up, and if we don't change laws,
1: and we don't attack this system from every single fucking angle we can, we will be here again.
2: We're, not, we're never going to be satisfied. Black Lives Matter isn't a trend, it's a movement. Black Lives Matter forever, okay? So we're not going to stop just because we got one conviction.
0: We're happy with the conviction, but we're going to keep going. We're
3: going to go from Dante Wright, we're Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and so many unnamed faces out there. That is just going, so many, this is a black genocide. We're out here with more people, not just this one. This is
0: more than one case. We're not
2: satisfied. Now, I do
0: want to point out a couple of things with this. Um, one, that gal at the end, she started naming names. Well, there are prob- problems with two things. All of those people she had named were criminals. Okay? <laughs> they were all criminals. And the fact that she can name people, just list them out like that. And d- don't get me wrong, what happened to Brianna Tr- uh, Taylor was tragic, but it was justified. And what happened to um, Wright? was tragic. That was just tragic. That was just a terrible mistake and the officer going to is going to pay for it. But these were all criminals. And the fact that she can name them, and this isn't in the span of the last three months. This is in the span of years. Brianna Taylor died like three years ago. Armand Arbery died last year. And by the way, she seems to forget he was shooting at cops. He was shooting a taser at back at a cop but the fact that you can even name these people doesn't make it a genocide it it doesn't genocide is thousands upon thousands upon thousands to millions and that's just not happening this we've got statistics on it but this little this little uh, uh compilation really shows you something these people are never going to stop this isn't about peace and justice This is about changing the system, getting rid of killing the system. They see Chauvin's conviction as justice, but see it also as a motivation to continue to try to destroy this system. That's all it is. And there are a couple I took out. I mean, they have openly said at these BLM, they are communists. They want communism. They want to end capitalism. They want to end the police. For them, heroes are criminals and criminals are heroes. They do not understand. Stalin is a hero. Well, you want to talk genocide, that's genocide. Why are any of these people protesting uh, China? They're actually committing genocide. George Floyd is seen as a symbol here. And this is what the girlfriend said. And later on, when we talk about some politicians, that's what that'll be seen. He is seen as being sacrificed for this BLM movement. They don't see him as a drug addict who's handing out fake $20 bills and they had the police called on him. These people do not care about George Floyd or Derek Chauvin. They care about destroying the system. They're just using this incident as a reason. And I also want to point out, and this is something that is going to be brought up on the On the uh, uh, appeals, these people are all admitting that they influenced the jury. That it is their violence in the streets that got that conviction. Again, more motivation. But also, a lot of this stuff can be used as for the appeals court. Al Sharpton, maybe the greatest race baiter in modern American history, had a comment uh, "Quote: We don't find pleasure in this. We don't celebrate a man going to jail. We have a fa- rather, we would rather George be alive, but we celebrate that we because young people, white and black, some castigated, many that are here tonight marched and kept marching and kept it going. Many of them looked down, up, looked down on, but." They kept marching and wouldn't let this die. And this is not an assurance to them that if we don't give up and we can win some rounds, but the war and the fight is not over. Again, it's never going to end. Just two days from now, we are going to have to deal with the funeral of Dante Wright in this same county, this same area. We still have cases to fight, but this gives us the energy to fight on and determined And we are determined that we are going to fight until we make federal law. The George Floyd Justice and Policing Act must be law. That will not be law. You'll never have a cop again. It will not. We want to thank all that were involved, especially the attorney general and the governor and others. And we want to thank Joe Biden, who the first time came up Out of his house during the campaign, he flew to Houston and met with the family and attorney Crump, who's another piece of crap, and I, and he sat there, and I will never forget, he said to George's daughter that, I heard you say your father is going to change the world. There it is. Well, we can now tell George's daughter she was right. Her father has begun the changing of the world for real. Again, this is never going to go away. George Floyd is a martyr. He's not seen as a criminal, as a career criminal who died resisting arrest and being on drugs. He's never going to be brought up that he actually held a gun to a woman's stomach while trying to rob her in front of a child so he could get money and drugs. He's never going to be seen that way. They actually, one of Floyd's supporters actually compared George Floyd to Emmett Till. If you don't know Emmett Till, uh, Emmett Till was a case back in the 50s where um, a kid, I think a 17 or 18 year old kid, was falsely accused of sexually harassing a woman and the woman's husband and brother beat him to a pulp, killed him and then threw him in a river, and then they were released. They were uh, not convicted, even though they admitted doing it. That, by the way, that's systemic racism. That happened in the 50s. You don't hear a lot of that happening. But to compare him to Emmett Till is absolutely insane. But we haven't even gotten to real insane yet. We, ain't, we need to talk about our political leaders, because they said some pretty insane things. President Biden and President-in-waiting Kamala Harris weighed in on this whole thing, of course. Um, They decided, of course, to do what they usually do, promulgate um, systemic racism, and that we need more federal government to uh, combat the system, even though that's ironic that you're going to use the system to change the system. I don't know how that works. Um, and, you know, the federal government's going to be able to save black people from, I guess, not committing crime. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, here's Kamala Harris. Yeah, here's Kamala Harris. This is what she had to say.
3: As equal justice. This verdict brings us a step closer. And the fact is, we still have work to do we still must reform the system. America has a long history of systemic racism. Black Americans, and black men in particular, have been treated throughout the course of our history as less than human. Because of smartphones, so many Americans have now seen the racial injustice that black Americans have known for generations, the racial injustice that we have fought for generations that my parents protested in the 1960s, that millions of us, Americans of every race, protested last summer. Here's the truth about racial injustice. It is not just a Black America problem or a people of color problem. It is a problem for every American. It is keeping us from fulfilling the promise Of liberty and justice for all and it is holding our nation back from realizing our full potential we are all a part of George Floyd's legacy and our job now is to honor it and to honor him
0: I find it rich that she's talking about how bad People of color have it when she's the vice, she's a person of color and a woman because she calls everyone a sexist too. Uh, and she's vice president of the United States. And we had a black president for eight years. And most of these police departments she's condemning are actually uh, majority minority. So I, I, I guess, but she's just, continuing the narrative. She's just continuing to beat that democratic drum. George Floyd, and by the way, George Floyd doesn't have a legacy. George Floyd is a drug addict. He'll be remembered just like um, Rodney King was. He was just a criminal. Biden's comments were pretty much the same. I mean, here,
2: listen to this. Today, A jury in Minnesota found former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin guilty on all counts in the murder of George Floyd last May. It was a murder in the full light of day and it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see, the systemic racism the Vice President just referred to. There was systemic racism as a stain on our nation's soul. The knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. Profound fear and trauma. The pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. The murder of George Floyd launched a summer of protest we hadn't seen since the civil rights era in the 60s. Protests that unified people of every race and generation, in peace and with purpose, to say enough, enough, enough of the senseless killings. Today, today's verdict is a step forward. But this can be a giant step forward in the march toward justice in America.
0: Okay, a couple of things here. I find it creepy that that Kamala and old Joe are together all the time. She's always standing to his right behind him. And it's really weird that they are constantly together. These uh, Joe Biden, when he was vice president, maybe you saw him with Obama two or three times. But Obama, <laughs> I don't think, really liked Biden. You could tell when he was, his lack of support when Biden was running for president and some of his past comments on Biden were never, but it's just, it. they're constantly together. Oh, in a couple of months, I tell you, he won't be president anymore. The other problem is this, you could tell this is here just to push a narrative. This is technically a local crime story. Why is the White House weighing in on this? I mean, it, this should be something that the White House just, you know, it, it's, They handled it. We're good. That's it. It's just to keep pushing this, this, um, this narrative. Um, Again, they're still martyring George Floyd and continuing the crisis. They don't want this racial crisis to end. And you got now, Dan, uh, Tony Fauci is now saying that racism is a public health crisis. Of course it is. They've got to keep pushing it. Notice they talk about the protests of last summer. There were no mention of the riots that did $3 billion in damage. And the rioting is continuing. It's not going to stop. They they had violence last night in, um, they had violence last night in, uh, Columbus, Ohio, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. And they still are looking for violence. Uh, in Los Angeles, there was a protest in front of the Mayor Garcetti's home in Los Angeles for whatever reason. I guess he had something to do with it, too. And you know something? There's never been a comment in the, about the police in any way. You would think the President of the United States would sit there and at least say, you know what? Not all police, but they can't, not all police officers are bad. They can't say that. If you're going to call the, the system systemically racist, there cannot be any good cops. Now, they keep bringing up systemic racism. You know what was never charged and was never brought up in the trial? Racism. They never accused the guy of a racial, of being a racist. They never did. So it's kind of, you guys keep talking about this. And meanwhile, that was never even brought up in the trial. And why is Joe Biden talking when he should be an authority on systemic racism? He's been in the system for 60 years. This guy was a senator at the age of freaking 30. He's now 80. So, 50 years, excuse me, I said 60. So isn't he, because he's part of the system, systemically racist? These two boneheads are not there to fix anything. These two boneheads are not there to bring unity. They did not bring any unity in this. These guys want to federalize everything. They want the system to creep. See, the system, that's the ironic thing is, the system's not going to change. The system is going to take over everything, every aspect of your life. If you believe in systemic racism and you're a BLM supporter, then you believe the system should take over everything. This is the change they want. This is what communism is. And they keep, and the only way they're going to be able to take over is to keep stating, stating that everything is a crisis. So, but it gets better. Nancy Pelosi had to make one of the most idiotic statements a politician could make in this whole thing. Okay, I didn't get to AOC or her squad yet, but let's listen to Nancy Pelosi because this was really, she needs to retire, she's getting old too. I don't even think she knows what she's saying half the time.
2: Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you, and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice.
0: Uh, This is just an insane statement. And if you think about it, it's actually very cold and very unfeeling, very apathetic. George Floyd did not sacrifice anything for anything. This wasn't his attempt at social or racial justice. It's the Democrats and the left that are sacrificing him. He probably died of a heart attack and a drug overdose. I I truly believe, what's his name, probably not guilty at all. George Floyd was not calling out to his mother when he was screaming, mom, mom. He wasn't screaming for his mother, he was screaming for his girlfriend. That's what they think he was screaming. His girlfriend, he called his girlfriend mom. It's actually her contact name on his phone. As far as the I can't breathe, this is the most overdone thing in the world. He was saying I can't breathe in his own car when the police first approached. He said it about 10 times, well before he was actually put on the ground. And again, making a martyr out of a criminal. It's just it's it's just kind of disgusting. But here's here's another disgusting one and um this 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 is fun. Let's listen to AOC cuz she's always stupid.
3: So no. This verdict is not justice. Frankly, I don't even think we call it full accountability because there are multiple officers
0: that were there it wasn't just
3: just Derek Chauvin and I also don't want this moment to be framed as this system working working
2: because it's not working and
3: That's what creates a lot of complexity in this moment.
0: How great it must be to be so out of touch and still be followed and embraced by your followers. I, what do you mean no accountability? Um, hello, Derek Chauvin could do 30 years in prison. I think that's accountability. And the other three officers, hello, they've got to go through their trial first. But you you do see the pattern here. I mean, she's just so stupid. I, I, I can't stand, she doesn't even make sense half the time. But you see the pattern here. There is no justice. There can never be justice. The day these people admit there's justice, then they have to stop bitching that the system is bad. They can't do it. Ilhan Omar actually sat back and listed what would uh, change the system in a series of tweets. Right, this is what they want. This isn't a very bright thing to set up, but let's let's go over that list. Independent agency to investigate gase, uh, investigate police misuse of force. Um, police already do that. They most have independent investigation. Uh, uh, have independent uh, agencies that investigate them. A lot of them do that. The, the question is, who's going to make up these independent agencies? And who's going to define misuse of force? Criminalize violence against protesters. What, well, wait a minute. In other words, you don't, I don't know what this has to do with George Floyd, but you want to criminalize violence against protesters, but you don't want to criminalize rioting you know there there are people who are facing jail time because they they actually had to make a law for this in a couple of states that somebody's car is being attacked and he presses on the gas and and the protester goes flying goes flying and gets hit that they actually have to make laws in some of the freer states to make that legal you can, you can't be attacked and you can't defend yourself demilitarize police departments yeah this is the uh, let's go have a counselor deal with that hey there's a the next story will would have been great they can send a counselor to a gallows waving a knife around that'll work disband and deconstruct failed police departments okay I don't know what that means end traffic stops for minor equipment violations again decriminalize crime is what they're trying to do here all right hey. We don't have a crime problem in Los Angeles if everything's legal. Of course you don't have a crime problem. Uh, federal investigations into departments who utilize practices like arrest quotas. I don't think arrest quotas are constitutional. I don't think they do that. I don't know who, who does that, if, if any police department. End the school-to-prison pipeline. That would be a great thing. Do you know how you could end the school-to-prison pipeline? Actually teach kids that the world is not a bad place and there are opportunities out there End this bullshit, uh, anti-racist, uh, philosophy or, um, that Ibram X. Kendi comes up to actually give, educate the children. So when they get out of school, they can be useful, push the family values that a father and a mother is necessary for a healthy child. This is none of this stuff. This all makes for healthy children, and they push absolutely none of it. Uh, ban all racial profiling by federal, state, and local agencies. This, that's, a, that's a great one. Here's the problem. When you're in an all-black neighborhood, um, chances are you're going to pull over a black person, and usually racial profiling is more of an opinion. You pulled me over because I'm black. No, I pulled you over because you're doing 90 and 60. I, that, that's kind of where the problem lies with that. Legalize recreational ca- cannabis nationwide. Yes, G- giving criminals drugs, that'll solve everything. What does that have to do? George Floyd died because of drugs. This is one of the reasons why I don't believe in le- drug legalization. I'm actually a conservative when it comes to that. Restore felon voting rights. Why should a felon have... What does this have to do with George Floyd? What does that have to do with George Floyd? And why should a felon vote? He was too irresponsible to follow the rules of society, and now we're going to give him the right... He made a bad decision, and now we're going to give him the right to vote so he can make more bad decisions? No, thank you. Ensure that formerly incarcerated individuals are fully supported in their transition back to society. I don't know what that means. Um... I mean, you'd think that felons that are released from prison, they're just thrown right back on the street. They're usually not. End uh, mandatory minimum sentencing laws for low-level offenses. Again, uh, decriminalized crime. Now, I've never thought that. Uh, prostitution right now is legalized in New York. Uh, so does that mean that crime is going to go down uh, and you're going to see Bill de Blasio sit there and scream, look, our crime has gone down? No, you just, you just decriminalized what was a crime. So now prostitution, which made up 3% of the crimes out there, is now legal. So, yeah, if it goes down 3%, that doesn't mean anything. Um, and invest in public health approach to the addiction, addiction crisis. I actually, honestly, I don't mind that one. I, I really don't mind. I would like to see, like our homeless problem, I would like to actually see prisons. For felons, I would like to see incarceration facilities. You could call them prisons for drug addicts. And in those, they are actually made, they have to stay there and they have to get better. And I would like to see um, uh, facilities for mental health people, for mental health. And we've got plenty of land in California for that. We could stick them in the desert. I, I truly believe that that is actually a good idea and that would probably solve a lot of our uh, a lot of our crime and it would solve our homeless problem so I don't mind that but you you see this is what they want this has none of this stuff that she's talking about believe it or not has anything to do with George Floyd at all except for demilitarizing the police whatever that means and some of those offenses uh, voting rights for felons I what does that have to do with it this is just... And by the way, anyone who's against what she's saying is called a racist. You can't sit back and argue. I mean, I do. I just say you're full of crap, but you can't argue. Well, to show you that this is never going to go again, let's go to Columbus, Ohio. This happened two hours before the Chauvin jury came up with their uh, came up with their verdict. A 16-year-old girl made a phone call to 911 in Columbus, this is in Columbus, Ohio, saying that there was a girl threatening her with a knife. Actually, threatening multiple people with a knife. The police showed up and in front of the police, and this is all on body cam, one girl was assaulted by this girl who was called. That girl was black. And then the girl who assaulted that one that fell to the ground attacked another girl who was black, so the assailant is black attacking two other black girls. The police saw a knife in her hand and she was about, she actually had the knife raised to stab the other girl, which happened to be 15. Police told her to put the knife down and then shot her four times before she could actually stab the girl. Now, this girl turned out to be 16 years old. The girls she was assaulting. They were all 15, 16-year-olds. Year um, there was no question. Essentially, what happened was the police officer shot this 16-year-old, saved the life of the 15-year-old. That's what happened. Straight out, it's all on video. Well, the media has already decided to mess with this case. Um... The media reported they when they received the nine eleven call, the nine one one call, they actually edited the nine one one call to hide the girl saying the other girl had a knife. So the victim was saying she has a knife and they edited the nine one one call to hide that. And then Ben Crump, who is just another race baiting he's the race baiting piece of crap lawyer that represented the George Floyd family. I guess he's trying to drum up business. He sat back and said, As we breathe the collective sigh of relief today, a community in Columbus felt the sting of another police shooting as at Columbus police killed an unarmed 15-year-old black girl named Makaya Bryant. Another child lost another hashtag. Uh, yeah, no. Lies, lies, lies. The Columbus police immediately released the video and said, no, no, no. This guy's a hero. And what this this piece of crap is does not mention, that that cop saved the life of another black gal. And it was a completely, even the Columbus police chief had said, this guy's a hero. This guy's an absolute hero. Of course, the, the, the obvious questions come out. Uh, why didn't he shoot her in the leg? Why didn't he shoot her in the hand? I guess the big question is, why didn't he do the old shoot-the-knife-out-of-her-hand bit, which I, I can't believe that people are... they are asking those questions. But you see the pattern. Lies, lies, lies. All this to stir up emotion and suppress reason. This girl was intent on killing someone. And another black person was who she was attempting to kill. It was never mentioned that this police officer actually saved the life of another black youth. Now, I think this case is going to go away. It's going to be way too hard for the media and anybody else to actually BS their way through this case. This is, I mean, the knife, you, you can't miss it. It's the 911 call. It's too obvious. And the left likes to... Use things that are just a little bit more muddled. George Floyd is a little bit more muddled. You can sit there and question. When you first saw Derek Chauvin, he looked kind of miserable. It looked bad. And Derek Chauvin isn't exactly a sympathetic case. Derek Chauvin's got some serious issues. He probably would have been fired as a police officer eventually anyway. So I, I'm not really feeling much for him. But this police officer, he's a hero. But that didn't stop Columbus. They're, they've already put a criminal investigation on, and I don't know where they think they're going to come through. So this is what's going to happen in the next couple of years because the left won't stop gaslighting and enraging the naive youth. The good police officers are going to start retiring or quitting. Those left will go not go out of their way to be proactive, They're not going to go out there and do anything to save lives if they're just going to get prosecuted for it. Cities will have problems getting new officers. With less police officers in bigger cities, there'll be more street crime. And most crime will be in black and brown, black, brown, and poor neighborhoods. It's that simple. The good news is that gun ownership is going to be up. The Democrats are actually giving people a reason to buy guns and you know who's buying a lot of the guns blacks people of color here's the thing we are in the middle of mob conviction now there is no justice and mobs will never be sated the Derek Chauvin conviction is an example of mod mob conviction Uh, That was brought up by Tucker yesterday. I I like that. George Floyd has become a martyr, a symbol, an idol. This is the left, the way they actually make religious the physical world. This is why the elimination of God is so important with BLM. Our politics have hijacked everything all our institutions, including our courts. And the Supreme Court, they're trying to do it too. The trial, This trial was influenced by politicians and rioters. Politicians and rioter- rioters ended up being the jury. The worst message this sends is violence works. Rioting works. We will get our way. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Our country was never like this when I was growing up. Okay, uh, you can visit my website at com, and you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics.